Good morning. Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Tom Petty, interestingly enough, you know, one of his songs from his first album, American Girl, yeah. is featured in the movie Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. And now that movie, the house, uh, the gum residence, if you will, Buffalo Bill's house where oh, yeah. Jeremy Gum resides. Oh, yeah. Uh, that house is being turned into a place where you can stay overnight. It's precious. It is precious. <laughs> yes. Can you imagine the uh, the ads they're doing for it? It's like, you know, come stay at Buffalo Bill's house. <laughs> Enjoy our night vision goggle tours. <laughs> we'll tuck you in every night. <laughs> Visit the sewing room. <laughs> yes, feel comfortable in your skin or someone else's. <laughs> That's right. Yes, we want you to relax. You do you. We do, do you. you. You do me. I do me. Uh, it's just so you imagine. It, they, they, it, they wake, do. it wakes up for the continental breakfast every morning. It does this whenever it is asked. That's right. Powder rooms are equipped with complimentary shampoo, soap, and, of course, lotion. If you run out and need more lotion, we bring you the lotion. We put the lotion in the basket and bring it to you. We do this whenever we're asked. <laughs> oh, it's such oh, a boy. great movie. Yes. Sure our, they, our attendants will put yeah. the lotion on its skin or else they get the hose again. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, they have a, you know, a garden out front cuz they keep putting the hose on it again. <laughs> Pest control is provided to the, you know, they have occasional moth problems, a little you bit, know, that yeah. sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Free dance lessons, all that good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> It is such a great we, movie, but the idea of staying have, there, oh. We have an on-site spa in case you're a big fat girl. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> James, James, that's when, no. I, I'm, actually, it's the, the movie, man. Actually, the line it's is. It's the movie. I know the line what it is. Was she a great big fat person? Big, big fat person. She was a big girl, sir, yes. <laughs> so, it, it's such a great movie, but I could never... You wouldn't be able to stay in that house? Uh, Come on, man. So. It's not too real. Creepy. It's that a too movie. Creepy. That one was too creepy. Then. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, since everybody's staying home more still, even with the vaccine, you know, everybody's staying home more, watching more television. So let us give you the Mark and the Interpol weekend movie pick. Here's one. This is an interesting one because it's the first time I'd ever seen the following actors in a movie. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Danny DeVito. Yep. Vincent Schiavelli. Who is the obnoxious subway guy in Ghost. Yeah, and also uh, Mr. Vargas in uh, in Fast Times at yep. Richmond High. Michael Berryman, who you who you only see in, he's he's an oddly looking guy. He's got weird eyes. Big, big bug eyes. Played Cheswick. He's a, yeah, he's a character. He's a uh, uh Character actor. A character actor. Scatman Crothers. Mm-hmm. You know? And Danny DeVito. Like, yeah. I'd never seen any of those people in movies before. I mean, I'd, I'd obviously know who Jack Nicholson was. And by the way, it came out when I was seven. 
We're talking about one flew over the cuckoo's nest, and let's have uh, Heather from Afternoons here at KSLX give us a plot summary. When small-time criminal Randall McMurphy gets transferred from a prison farm to a mental institution for evaluation, he assumes it will be a less restrictive environment. But he soon becomes engaged in a battle of wills with the cruel and tyrannical nurse Ratchet, who runs the psychiatric ward with an iron fist. It's a great movie. It's, it is my favorite movie of all time. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It's a tour de force for Jack Nicholson. He won Best Actor. The movie won Best Movie, uh, Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actress, Louise Fletcher, who was Nurse Ratchet, who's incredible. Right. Don't even, don't even worry about that Ratchet show they've got on Netflix. It, it does not hold a candle to what this actor or what this character is. And the fun part about it is the movie itself started off as a book and then a, a Broadway stage play that was and, and Kirk Douglas played the lead role in it bought the rights to it for a movie couldn't get it made so gave it to his son Michael Douglas yep. Michael Douglas got it done Michael Douglas who's the producer he financed it with help from and this is interesting Saul Zantz who right was the, who was the guy that John Fogarty from CCR had so much trouble with over the years because he owned the early CCR music yeah that's the guy the subject of all the lawsuits but think about this for a second because it's 1975. Michael Douglas, who is not exactly the the Hollywood power broker that he is today. He was in like the streets of San Francisco that at was that it. point. That yeah. was it. So, yeah. I mean, what a gift from Kirk Douglas to his kid to give him something like that. And and then all of a sudden it wins five Academy Awards, you know, sweeps the big, the big categories and that stuff like that. That's not a bad way to start a career right here's there. A, here's a great scene from it where Jack Nicholson is in this, this mental institution and he, he finds out to his shock and dismay may that all these guys who he's become kind of friendly with are there voluntarily you're just a young kid what are you doing here you got to be out in a convertible while bird dog and chicks what are you doing here for christ's sake jesus i mean you guys do nothing but complain about how you can't stand it in this place here and then you haven't got the guts just to walk out i mean what do you think you are for christ's sake crazy or something well you're not you're no crazier than the average ass out walking around on the streets and that's it yeah. It's yeah. Great, great movie. Highly recommend. And it's funny because Jack Nicholson sounds incredibly young, but looks, oh, yeah. but still looks like he's 60 years old in the movie. <laughs> it's, it's very funny. Yeah. Yep. Um, is it trained to Busan good? Oh, yeah. Better. It's trained to Busan good and more. It's a fantastic movie. Yeah, it is. Again, I was seven years old when it came out, and I remember it. I remember seeing it, you know, as a kid. I mean, that's how that's what a memory it means. Now, I don't remember all of it as a kid, but it was so, such a main, and by the way, sad ending, super sad ending. We won't spoil it. No, but, but super sad ending. Not a happy ending. But, and yet, and yet... It is. It's It's like there are certain movies that are like that where you kind of go, wow, that was really sad, but I feel good about it. And I feel good the, about the sadness. At the end of it, you know what you're going to crave? A stick of juicy fruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll find out well, why. Well, you'll find out why. There's a secret behind the juicy fruit. <laughs> and, it's, and it's a really, really good one. It is. Now, that's from Abbey Road, Come Together. Sure. A lot of people consider that the Beatles' greatest album. Boy, that's a tough question. But that's a tough question. And here's what might happen. When we start this tomorrow at 10 in the morning on, on KSLX, we're going to be doing the top 35 classic rock albums of all time, as per your votes at KSLX.com. And we're celebrating the 35th anniversary of our humble station here. You're going to have, like... Nobody can decide what their favorite Beatles album is. None of them may make it into the top 35 because they'll all cancel each other out. Or, 
or your favorite album won't make it into the top 35 because there are going to be multiple Beatles albums in there. I bet there are multiple Beatles albums, maybe multiple. Like, you could sit there. You could make the top 35 by just going four Zeppelin albums, four Stones albums, right. four you know, four Beatles yep. albums, three Deep Purple albums. I mean, you could just – four Tom Petty records. I mean, you yep. could just go on and on. And then there's, like, Dark Horse candidates like, oh, I don't know. Synchronicity from the Police, Ooh. a record that was like, huge, was massive in 1983. Yeah, yeah. I mean, almost every song on it was. It was like it was to sort of new wave alternative music. Yep. What Hysteria was from Def Leppard. And oh, by the way, what about Hysteria? I mean, that one could yeah, actually make Def its Def way Leppard. on there too, as well. Yeah, Synchronicity. I, I remember that because uh, the word was so new to everybody. I, right. heard, I heard a disc jockey call it Synchrosity. Oh boy, from the from yep. the Police. But is that know, guy working still? <laughs> if you ask people there are all kinds of different opinions on what you know the top three or five classic rock albums that are i think maybe rush Twenty One Twelve, dark side of the moon uh van halen uh their, their first album led zeppelin four and maybe uh acdc back in black yeah all right I mean, so all, yeah you can all go all of those are worthy all contenders right. i, I 2112 from rush i even as a huge rush fan i wouldn't put it in there yeah but the rush fans do the Rush fans look at that one as being because it's a pioneering record for them, even though Moving Pictures was a much more popular album. Yes, and their first album is more enjoyable, right. I believe. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Kiss Alive or Kiss Alive 2? First one. But, I mean, they were both so yeah. massive. First one was was the the one that blew the doors open. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, there are, a bit, there are more hits on Kiss Alive 2. Probably true. Yeah. yeah. Beth, Detroit yeah. Rock City, yep. Christine 16, Calling Dr. Love. I mean, Hard Luck Woman. All those are on <clears throat> on Alive 2. Yeah. The only thing that's really on Alive 1 that everybody knows is Rock and Roll All Night and Cold Gin. And maybe, and, and Deuce. And well, none of, none of them were hits really Strut, But none of them, were, were, none hits of them were hits before, before that, that album. album. And no. now they are. So, no. I mean, you could just go back and forth all day with, with, we, with ones. Guido, what do you got? Give us give us an album you'd throw in there. Yeah, so you mentioned uh, Synchronicity. I would would Velvet Underground with Nico fall into <laughs> classic rock albums? You know well, it, for a hipster is, doofus, is maybe, too, yeah. Well, I, mean, yeah. I was going to say, is that too fringe? It's, They've inspired I think it's, so many bands. It's so. too fringe now, I think. That's a band that's sort of been lost to time yeah. in some ways. Yes, very much yeah. so. But, but, I mean, so many bands, I mean, a lot of the bands on the hipster station don't exist without Lou Reed and the Velvet Underground yeah. and that whole deal. Yeah, it's yeah, an interesting yeah. one. It it won't make it because a lot of people have forgotten it. Yeah. But, yep. but that that's yeah. interesting. Just yeah. like Animals probably isn't the top Pink Floyd album anymore, right? No, well, I mean, look, when you... when <laughs> you, it ever? No, I mean, but here's the thing. If Pink Floyd doesn't put out Wish You Were Here, Dark Side of the Moon, and The Wall, Animals is a great friggin' record. Animals is a great album. It's just not as good as those other three. That's the point. Yeah, but yeah, if they... Yeah. Like, Pink Floyd's fourth best record is still better than most bands' best record. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I know. <laughs> we'll talk more of it through the it's morning. It's a nostalgic and, favorite for me. So. Yeah, it's yep. something. It's just... And by all means, uh, 480-470-KSLX... You know, give us a call, make your suggestion, whatever. We'll just kind of examine some of it through the morning. It's one of those questions that will never, ever be answered. It's so that's Boston from their second album, which honestly doesn't belong anywhere on a top 35 classic rock albums list. There's plenty of good stuff on it, but the first album is, is it should be in the top 10, I would think, in my mind. It's it's arguably the greatest debut rock album in history. Yeah. 
It's, I mean, it's th- certainly in that argument. Yeah, there's. It's, I mean, you've got you've got that the cars, appetite for destruction. I mean, it's tough. Van Halen, tough to top those for the. I mean, when your first record is that good and it ends up in the top thirty-five of all time, it's unusual when a band arrives fully formed. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the yeah. first Zeppelin album, you can tell they're still trying to figure out who they are exactly. But and they the first, ripped off half the record too. Yeah. So but there's the first, that. The first Boston album. It's all there. Yeah. It never got any better than that, honestly. No, no I mean, when you but say it would Bo- have been hard to. When you say Boston's greatest hits, you replace uh, uh, something about you with Don't Look Back, and you're done. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, you, I, mean, I, I mean, it's essentially that's it. You change one song, yeah. and, and, and it becomes their greatest hits album. So tomorrow at 10 o'clock, right here at KSLX, we start counting down the top 35 classic rock albums of all time. P- people always have their own ideas about this. What's number one is David Bowie, the rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. Just the whole concept of the album. Every song on there is an excellent song. Number one. All right. Hey, yeah, there's so many great classics. I'm glad you did this because it's been great thinking about it all week. But uh, back to your startup song this morning, Machine Head. Uh, Ian Gillen's vocals, John Lord, Richie Blackmore. Now, wasn't that one an incredible album? Yeah. Deep Deep Purple, Machine Head. I mean, I I say it belongs definitely in the top 35. I mean, you know, it's funny because Deep Purple is, is most notably known for Richie Blackmore, but it's John Lord that makes oh, it heavy. It's all of them. He's, it's the, all he's of them. the greatest rock keyboard player of all time, or he was. Okay. How about, do you have, uh, you have, uh, whatchamacallit, is it what? Smoke on the Water ready? Well, yeah, it's arguably okay. the greatest, second greatest riff ever written behind the beginning to Johnny Be Good. I don't know if we have the time, but you talked about John Lord. Wait till you hear the bass kick in here. That drives this song. Well, and it's Roger Roger Glover. Roger who, Glover. And again, he turned out to be, a, what an asset, you know, sort of the thing. But, but right there, that keyboard's coming. Now you're okay, like, oh my wait. God, it's becoming sinister. Here comes the bass. Check right. this out. And then, when, no, it's the second one, I think. The Next snare. Ian, Ian right. Pace, who's one of the more underrated drummers in the history Here you go. of rock. Here's the and bass. Then, and now it, it becomes massive. That's that, that's that Rickenbacker right it's there. It's awesome. Yeah. And the, there's seven songs on that album, the original album. They've, yeah, they've, and, they've, and they've done deluxe editions, but there's seven songs. They are all phenomenal. So you say to yourself, okay, we just heard, uh, what we hear, Space Trucking, yeah. which was massive, a massive riff. Then you heard, arguably, like I said, the second greatest riff behind Johnny B. Good ever written. And you say to yourself, well, can the album get any better? And you, well, yeah, it can. It continues. Yeah. I mean, this is the result. This could be a legitimate excuse. If you walk into court after getting a speech, ticket and just say your honor in my defense to be honest what was i supposed to do <laughs> how I could mean, i not speed john lord comes right back yeah. in there i mean so the argument for for highway star from the incredibly still for some strange reason underrated deep purple i know it's because um, their lineup was so unstable they weren't they never stayed in, in one configuration long enough yeah. to really but jesus um yeah this is the first God, so good it's the first song on the album yeah and and i mean can you imagine putting that on for the first time and hearing that and i'm like what am i hearing this is amazing and the funny thing about it is it's their sixth record it's like it's yeah, not even had, it's it, they had yeah. a whole a whole career before that yeah so again, we could go on forever, uh, you know, extolling the virtues of Deep Purple, and that's what really what we're doing is your top thirty-five album countdown. It happens tomorrow, starting at ten a.m. Yeah, maybe there'll be some Black Sabbath, maybe some Ozzy in there. We shall see tomorrow at KSLX.
It's time to take time out for sometimes a story. You don't need to make any jokes about it. it no. It, it writes itself, basically. Okay. When you see this headline, you got to stop. It, right. the, the headline is, Drunk Woman Gets Naked and Steals Clothes in hey. Wickenburg. Hang on one second. Hit me with that again. Drunk Woman Gets Naked and Steals Clothes in Wickenburg. And we're off. Shall we read the story? I, I I feel remiss if we didn't. Yes, this is a very, very important story. Is she hot? Well, I don't know that that's important or, or ledger domain to the story, but okay. Yeah, well, I, I don't know the answer to that question. All right, let's go. Let's, a, see how, let's see how it works out. A California woman is facing several charges after police say she got drunk and stole some clothing from a store while getting completely naked in Wickenburg. Well, that sounds fun. On Tuesday. Nice. Uh, is she hot? I don't know. Slowing us down. I really don't know. Okay. Let me continue on here. All right. 53-year-old Melissa Dawn Hahn, according to police, ran up a $154 tab at Mecca Bar and Grill and tried to pay with a credit card, but it was declined. Wait a minute. So that the bar and grill let her run up a $154 tab before charging the card? Yeah. That's on them. Yeah. That's their screw-up, man. That's a big tab in Wickenburg. That'll buy you a lot of alcohol. Yeah, that's Wickenburg money. That's not, yeah. that's not New York money. No, that's yeah. two drinks in New York. Yeah, exactly. She got angry at staff and customers, swearing at them, spitting on a man, and then left. She went to a nearby store called Cactus Flower. That's where she got completely naked. Yay! And got clothing from the store. Sure. Is she hot? I, I do not know. Well, we'd have to ask somebody, an employee there, does anybody have any photographs of this? If you do, send them to mark at kslx.com so that our internet guy can use that on his file later. That's where she got completely naked and got clothes from the store. Officer said her credit card was declined again. She got mad, knocked things over, and threw a wine glass in the store. I have a question. Yeah. She's naked. Where did she put the credit card? Under the left one. Okay, thanks. Han left without paying, witnesses said. The items totaled $740.50. Is she hot? I really don't know. She would have to that question. She would have to have been to allow anybody to let her do that. I mean, let's face it. Naked chick walks into your store. If you don't throw her out immediately, she must have been hot. I, I can only assume, again, I don't want to cast aspersions on her. Police were called and officers found Han at a nearby bar wearing a Mecca bar and grill T-shirt and a bracelet. Both were stolen. Wait a minute. How did she have those when she walked into the... She's hiding a lot of stuff. Those were under the right one. Oh, okay. Good. So then she must be hot, or at least stacked. Is she hot? We don't know! Han was arrested and booked into jail on misdemeanor theft, indecent exposure, and disorderly conduct charge. Her bail was set at $1,000. Yeah, the problem with that is her credit card will be declined there. I wonder what will happen in the jail when that decline comes through. You know, outside of the story of the naked California girl up there in uh, wherever she was. Wickenburg. Uh, Wickenburg. Um, we've got a wealth of dumbassery in front of us. How do you kick off a Friday? Well, you find a good story about something doing somebody doing something very bad, and you decree them the Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. Yeah. This just happened just a week ago in Tacoma, Washington. And a uh, big hassle for everybody involved. A homeowner in Tacoma. It's hard to say, a homeowner in Tacoma. Yeah, it sounds like a tongue twister. Had to call police because they heard somebody trying to break into their detachment 
Hatch Garage. Okay. And this was at 3 o'clock in the morning. That's, That's where Chuck Cunningham lives. He probably lost his keys. <laughs> where the Fonz lived in the detached garage. Right, of course. So this is at 3 o'clock in the morning. It's like the last thing you want to be dealing with. Major hassle and, you know, major hassle for the sheriff's deputies that were called out. As the deputies drove to the house, they noticed a couple of guys running in the other direction. Uh-oh. So two of the deputies continued on to the house and one stayed behind to watch the guys running across a field. Once establishing that there had indeed been a break-in attempt at the house, all three deputies and their canine companion... Oh, I love the dog. Bubby! Canine companion, yeah, they all got into action, tracking down the suspects. And uh, tracking is a good way to put it. This was 3 a.m. on Saturday, February 13th. Let me get this straight. Tracking February, Tacoma, Washington. Let me guess how easy this was. Tacoma had gotten snowfall on Thursday the 11th and on Friday the 12th. So everything was still pretty fresh at 3 a.m. on Saturday the 13th. I would think so, yeah. Simply a matter of following the footprints in the snow was it. One set of footprints led to a dumpster where a guy was found hiding under the cardboard. And the other set of footprints led to a tree where a suspect hid above. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. Police dogs sometimes are a breed called a Belgian Malinois. They are a dog breed that can climb trees. Just in case you're wondering. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And imagine lying under the cardboard in a dumpster. Probably got that sort of milky white yeah, that, liquid at the bottom. Yeah, the goo. That goo. So and, nasty. And the smell of sour milk enough. Uh, yeah. Oh. That's why these guys are desperate enough to try and do that. And that makes them the Mark and Neanderthal dumbasses of the day. I think that was a beautiful story you just told. A little sultry, don't you think? The dumbass of the day. Well, it's creepy is what that was. Sponsored by Ride Now Power Sports. RideNow.com is the spot you'll find them at. We have somebody who actually decided he wants to chime in. It's very rare that we have such a distinguished member of the American governmental machine listening to us, especially given that he's the most powerful law enforcement figure in the state of Arizona. Yes. He's got a badge and everything. I know. He wanted to chip in as we we start tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock on the top 35 classic rock albums of all time. According to your votes, our attorney general of the great state of Arizona, Mark Burnovich. There you go, Mark. Wants to make a very organized and well thought out case for one album. You have the floor, sir. The best greatest, most complete rock album of all time is Who's Next? Legendary band, check. Recognizable sound in songs, check. Commercial success, yes. Critically acclaimed at the time, yes. Does it stand the test of time? Yes. Musically, lyrically. Think about um, songs like Won't Get Fooled Again. Think about those lyrics in today's context. You could read those lyrics right now, and they are st- we're going to be partying in the streets with our children at our feet, and the morals that we worship will be gone. I mean, all that stuff. It's just so timely and uh, timeless. It's full of deep tracks. There's not a bad song in the entire album. It's got memorable songs that other people have covered, like Bad Al O'Reilly, that we know as Teenage Wasteland. That's how epic they are. You have three-part harmonies on songs like Behind Blue Eyes. And finally, don't take my word for it. When asked what his favorite album was in 2020, Getty Lee said, and I'm quoting Getty Lee, who's next? That album embodies all the best things about rock and roll. Almost every tune is a classic. Boom, drop mic, who's next? Wow. (laughs) 
Someone's angling for a job. Nice job. Send your, very, send your resume to uh, our boss. I think uh, we better we better brush up on our who. A very cogent argument by our attorney general. And, and this is why right. he has such a high conviction rate right there, because he just That's laid right. it out. You Game know what? over. The argument's so well laid out, you don't even realize he got the lyrics wrong. It's actually Uh-oh. fighting in the Uh-oh. streets. Oh, you're going to disagree? All right. All right. Well, you know. Fighting you, in the streets. You do know he can look up your license plate number. And, I know. But and you know what? Make your commute home a little bit. He's going to put you behind a truck. If who's next? <laughs> if who's next winds up at the top of the list, I, I wouldn't argue that. It is so good. Phenomenal. You've got, you know, you got Bob O'Reilly, won't get fooled again. Again, you've got going mobile behind blue eyes. Yeah, bargain. Bargain. Oh yeah. my God. Beautiful songs like The Song Is Over and Getting In Tune. Throwaways like Love Ain't For Keeping and My Wife that are still really, really yeah, good I was songs. Say, yeah, we've talked about this before. When your throwaway songs are Love Ain't For Keeping and My Wife, which are better than anything that Super Tramp has ever written, I mean, <laughs> I mean it's pretty it's a pretty unassailable record. If that ends up as the greatest classic rock album of all time, it has happened before when we do our countdowns during yeah. the weekends. It wouldn't be surprising to have it happen again this time. We barely even mentioned any people. Stuff we haven't even mentioned Sgt. Pepper yet. I know. It's, it's so it's so tough to narrow it down to thirty five top classic rock albums. Yeah, and this is kind of the fun that that has to do with this. So you can still do this, I think, till midnight tonight if you go to kslx.com. and then at ten o'clock tomorrow morning we'll start rolling them back. And as I mentioned before, a debut album that sits there as potentially yeah. the greatest of all time. It's possible. It's possible. Who knows? Cars. Got so many suggestions for uh, for tomorrow. At 10 o'clock, we start counting down the top 35 classic rock albums of all time. It's always fun to do this stuff. It's meaningless, but it's so fun to dig into. It's the, These are those arguments because music is not – first of all, it's not a competition. It's very subjective, and what you love is what you love. And don't let anybody tell you that what you love is wrong. It's your thing, man. Do it. Yeah. But there's – you know, every lists are sort of how we – we slot things. We are a competitive culture, and everything has to be the greatest of all time or the best of this or the yeah. number one that. And because we're celebrating our 35th anniversary, we thought, well, why not put together the top 35 classic rock albums of all time by your votes at KSLX.com. So go to KSLX.com, put in your top three, and we'll compile a list and start rolling it back tomorrow at 10 a.m. Yeah, Frampton Comes Alive is one of the emails yep, we got. saw that yeah. coming in, yeah, because we played Frampton, yeah. uh, Frampton a little bit earlier. You know, hey, Eliminator from ZZ Top. Is a phenomenal record for them. It was a huge culturally changing record for them. It's pretty. pretty it's not their best yeah. album for me, but it could be their best album. And to people who think greatest classic rock album of all time, what's the one that everybody knows from ZZ Top? It's that one. It is. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's it's fun the whole way through. Good album. Sure. Uh, again, for me, it'd be Deguayo. Sure. My top ZZ Top album. Understandable. But, sure. All right. This guy's got three, he says, and he's going right. to back up each one, I believe. What do you got? Go ahead. Meet the Beatles. Sure. After that came out, everybody wanted to see the Beatles. Are you experienced? Hendrix. So I think yep. it's at the stage for, you know, Van Halen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back before Eddie Van Halen. Very influential. And Allman Brothers at the Fillmore East shows you that blues, rock, and jazz can go together without being pretentious and boring. Okay. I would Thank say you. I would see Allman Brothers at Fillmore. I'm not even pushing that this time. That's my top album, but I'm not going to push it. Not that I would ever suggest this to our program director because he wouldn't listen to us anyway. But uh, top 35 live albums of all time, that would certainly be in there along with yeah. Frampton Comes Alive, Kiss Alive, uh, perhaps uh, One More for the Road from Skinner. You know, I mean, there's so many. Yeah. Uh, uh, Will the Allman Brothers wind up in the top 35 from your voting? 
As Gorilla Monsoon would say to Bobby Heenan, highly Highly unlikely, unlikely, Brain. You know, we've gone through a bunch of these things, and we've talked about how we never even mentioned the Beatles. We haven't even mentioned the Stones. Here's an album that should probably be there, wouldn't you think? I mean, rumors. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I do not like Fleetwood Mac as a band. I own the expanded version of Rumors. Yeah, it's... I mean, it's it's one of it's those bands that's... strong. It's the undeniable are undeniable, yep. and this is one of those yep. undeniable records. It's one of those ones that everybody owns. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I'll tell you one that I... Is one of my top ten for sure. Okay. Um, and everybody says Born in the USA for Bruce Springsteen. Forget that one. Okay. The real album from Bruce Springsteen is Born to Run. Sure, I, it makes complete sense. It's absolutely. I mean, the way that song attacks, it just it just busts out of the gate like a horse. And, you know, Born to Run is a great song, and it's got several of his epics on there. You know, the nine-minute, seven-minute songs. Right, sure. He stopped doing that after a while. You know, he stopped doing that, I think, mostly with Born to Run. He got so tired of putting these these incredible songs together, like yeah. Jungle Land. Well, because he, he can only to, play he, four of them in a three-hour set. Yeah, that's, I mean, That's he, the issue with that. He went to simpler stuff after that, but Sure, and he Born did okay run, with simple stuff, oh, too. Oh, God, yeah. And, yeah. and that's what, you know, that's what... What brought us born in the USA was he was shooting for hits on that one. But and born he to run's the real one. He did all right for himself. Yeah. Everything on, on Born in the USA, but that might actually make it. Born in the USA might make it to the top thirty five yeah. because it was such a massive record. And I'm a huge Springsteen fan. That wouldn't be in my top two or three. Right. I, 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 even of Springsteen albums. Right. Well, and again, that's why we put these lists together. So check it out at KSLX.com. Make your pick. Let's do the big three at nine. Producer Guido has compiled an interesting soiree of sound bites for us. It, you know, what, uh, th- this first story is going to be surprising to me. I want you to hear it, and then I want you to tell me how they thought they were going to get away with it. Yeah, it's in Florida. Two young women, like a lot of people are trying to cut the line for vaccines and get sure. them when they don't deserve them just yet. Right. A couple of young women in Florida had a, an interesting methodology. Greg, if we didn't live in Florida, I don't know if I would believe this one. Dr. Pino says that basically these two young girls in their 20s dressed up as if they were old enough to get through the line. And really, that's an understatement. I mean, they went overboard with this disguise. He said they had on bonnets and long gloves. They were talking like they were older. And they really thought they had the staff fooled. But, yeah, probably not. Yeah, probably not. Here's, I mean, you can probably fool the staff with the wigs and all that stuff. And then once you sit down and you roll up your sleeves, they're going to realize just looking at your arm, the yeah. lack of the lack of obvious age spots and wrinkles in yeah. your arms are going to be a dead giveaway. And bonnets that is so 1968. Yeah, and the, and by the way, old woman smell. Just saying, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of a lot of powder, a lot of powder being used in that situation. So that's not. Uh, that's not going to work for you, ladies. But nice try. Yep. A, a for effort. Yep. Uh, it's Florida, after all. It, that is very true. Mm-hmm. Interesting one here. Uh, Joe Buck, who you know from doing the NFL and World Series and things, one of the one of the best sportscasters out there. I don't get the guys. hatred. There's always Joe Buck hatred. I don't understand it. He talked about how when he and Troy Aikman got together as a team for the NFL, they would sometimes use a little bit, just a little bit of alcohol in the broadcast booth to help them both relax. I went through a couple years where in the first inning of every postseason baseball game, I had the 
runner go get the biggest beer that the stadium sold. And I had it sitting there and I would sip it from time to time to remind myself to relax and have fun. I'm just doing a game. And I brought that over to football. But because Troy is a man of finer tastes, <laughs> beer uh, somehow became tequila, Grand Marnier, and grapefruit juice. We haven't done it in a long time now, but it was good for a stretch. Yeah, and, and I and I don't see a problem with it at all. It's not like he, it's not like he, by the way, don't we all talk about um Harry Harry Carey being yeah. hammered on as being something that should be embraced? I like it. Joe Buck said, you know, he's been criticized for this a little bit, but he said, hey, I'm 51, not 15. I know when I'm at work not to drink too much. Right. It's really simple. And it is. He is right. It is a, it's a baseball game. It's a football game. Why should he have to sit there for three hours and watch the Cowboys and not drink? It's enough to make anybody want to get booze up. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. He says he gets so, uh, so tense about doing games that he doesn't have any fun. This helps him relax just a little bit. And it's not like, again, they're not getting hammered. I don't see yeah. a problem with it. And I, and again... Back off Joe Buck. The guy doesn't do anything wrong. He's one of the best at what he does. Very few people can do both football and baseball with the kind of aplomb that he does. Absolutely. Now, he's as good as it gets. America. America. What? America. What do we got going on in America? Big milestone yesterday for oh, NASA. Hell yeah. Skycam maneuver has started about 20 meters off the surface. We're getting signals from M- M- MRO. UHF is good. Touchdown yeah. confirmed. Yeah, that's We've just heard the news yes. that Perseverance is alive on the surface of Mars. Congratulations to the mission. And looks like we're getting the first image. That's that's insane. We can put a vehicle on the surface of Mars, but I can't get to Glendale inside of four hours on a Friday night. <laughs> interesting. You think your cell service is bad? There was actually a 12-minute delay from the landing. And that's because the communication was so difficult. There was a 12-minute delay. NASA would send a message out. They wouldn't hear anything for 12 minutes. By the way... When it landed, they didn't know for 12 minutes. Just so you know... It takes 12 minutes for 600,000 miles of travel. Think about that. What kind of a world is we live in? It's 330-something thousand miles from here to the surface of Mars. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't mean it took 12 minutes to get there. I don't know about that. But whatever they were sent, the signals they were sending back, those took 12 minutes. Yeah. Okay, okay. So it's still 330,000 miles to travel in 12 minutes. The sa- yeah, the sound and the messages. Yeah, yep. that's, I mean... I don't care what you say. That's not a place open for criticism. It's freaking Mars. Yeah. You know, it's it's fascinating. I can't wait to see the Circle K they're building there. Yeah. And the yeah. self-storage place. I bet it'll be much nicer than the one <laughs> oh, right down the street from the radio the station. Circle K, the time yeah, for Absolutely. Yeah. And again, somebody wants to call you and tell you about your uh, extended warranty on your Mars rover. <laughs> I'm sure you're aware of that. So Monday, we'll once again give you the big three at nine where we check out some of the great sound clips of the day. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work. They're illegal. With a free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Season's greetings. Hey, dude, shoes here. 
Hey Dude Shoes are some of the comfiest, coziest shoes out there. Step into a pair, and it's like your toes have gone home for the holidays. Welcome home, toes. Hey Dude, good to go to.